0: Hello, my little sugar cubes. Welcome to the Fitness Manifest Podcast. If
1: you want to to do let's resolve
0: what to do. Side effects might include motivation, empowerment, giggles, enlightenment, inspiration. Welcome to the Fitness Manifest Podcast. My name is Teresa Sedeno. I'm a personal trainer teaching you how our bodies work, how to incorporate new healthy habits and how to reach fitness goals with longevity in mind. Today is gonna be a little bit different than previous episodes. I wanna see how it feels doing a more relaxed chat style episode. And I'm gonna teach Catherine, my sound producer, about functional training. Kind of a background on Catherine: She isn't in the fitness industry like I am. Her thing is sound. Uh so, I want to figure out if this style of format makes it easier to understand and teach different concepts, so... Because I know nothing. I it's essential. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to learn something new today.
1: Yes, some new fitness stuff, which is what I learn every week when I listen to you, but you know, as a lay person, I can bring that perspective of like... I don't know what functional (laughs) fitness is at all. So that's good. You can teach me today.
0: Okay. So in the simplest explanation, functional training is just training and doing exercises that will help you do activities of your daily life. So what kind of exercises would help you to clean your bathtub, to pick up groceries from the floor, to carry your laundry basket? up and downstairs, you know, what exercises would help you um, grab Christmas dr- decorations off like storage, like something that's overhead or putting your suitcase in a in the airplane storage. Things like that, or how to pick up like your—you don't have kids, but how would you pick pick up up my kids, your future kids from the car? Yeah.
1: Okay. What's the the difference between like why would you do functional training instead of just like doing those activities?
0: Okay. Step one: find a kid.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. True. You're right.
0: Well, the thing is, you can only make these activities like you're saying. Like, why can't you just do a workout carrying your laundry?
1: Yeah, exactly. I guess yeah. That's my question. It's like if I'm doing it to become better at carrying laundry, aren't I just like carrying laundry already? So like, isn't that working out? So you're saying I've already worked out after carried my laundry?
0: So technically, yes, because those movements are considered non-exercise physical activity. So when you're doing chores, when you're doing errands, stuff like that, that's still physical activity, but it's not in a structured way as a workout is. A workout is usually at the gym then it's more focused on form and trying everything moving in a very controlled manner versus if i just tell you hey go do your chores you're gonna be trying to do them fast and not really pay attention to your muscles and what is activating and if something is compensating
1: okay so we're working like it'll make me be more efficient at my carrying my laundry
0: and safer so that your risk of pulling your like your back, for example, will decrease if you train in a format like deadlifts where you're you're strengthening the back muscles, but you're also focusing on controlling the movement and making sure that you're using your glutes and not just your lower back.
1: Okay, so instead of willy-nilly like when I just like yank it up. Just I'm just imagining the most aggressive laundry I've ever done. Yeah. When I, it's like
0: how heavy is your laundry?
1: Because usually I don't do it for a couple of weeks at a time. So there's a lot of laundry. But I guess I see what you're saying. So it's teaching you, like, the form so that you're safer when you're actually doing the activity. So you're just more, of, like, you're just on a higher level.
0: You're of, more like, supervised. Doing laundry.
1: Like, you know, like, your muscles know what they're doing when you
0: go to pick it up. Exactly. So of, like, if for whatever reason, like, you... I don't know, your brother put the laundry basket in a really awkward position that you have to like reach over and like kind of pick up when your back is twisted, that has a higher risk of injury. Mm -hmm. But if your body is pretty strong and it knows what to activate, activating your glutes, embracing your core, then that motion Mm -hmm. is going to be easier because you've had that foundational training. Mm
1: -hmm. No, that makes sense.
0: Okay. okay. Any other questions with, like, what it is? Because I also want to teach you the history because I thought it was really interesting.
1: The history of it? Yeah. Well, I almost see, like, like, it seems like it would be intuitive to, like, do teaching like that, especially for, like, older adults. I can see how, like, this would be very helpful in, like, just knowing how to sit and stand up. But, okay, let's hear about the, the history.
0: So, yeah, actually, that was a pretty good segue because functional training is essentially, like, what, farmers and you know low to peasant class would be doing in their day-to-day like there's it's not anything new for like for example the okay the term itself functional training is pretty new it's only been around since like the 80s 2000s ish but the idea or like the movements be- within functional training like date back to like ancient greece like a medicine, medicine ball toss. There was a review essay by Jack Berryman. He's a professor from Washington DC. And he in his essay he was talking about how Hippocrates would ask his patients to do like a a, a toss with a ball. And essentially it was designed to relieve pain and illness. And then later, like even the nobles and soldiers started doing these these movements because they found that it helped them promote their health and preserve their strength so they would do they would do a lot of calisthenics and gymnastics so they're just using their body weight i don't know like the exact like exercises but i'm assuming it would be like pull-ups and push-ups or like pushing a sled or pulling something
1: So just like they were like just their daily activities because they didn't have a car or whatever. Like they were just doing these things, but they were doing them as exercise routines. Yes.
0: So a lot of the exercises um, would mimic manual labor. So like sawing and chopping wood, uh, pulling a plow.
1: So the noble class got a taste, you know, they don't have to do the actual labor, but they're like, I'm going to pretend.
0: Essentially. That I
1: am. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) just get the benefits, but I'm not going to do any work.
0: They would do the work. They would do the actual movements, but it was a voluntary choice. Whereas, like, a farmer, like, he has to do it because, you know, he wants crops and to be able to feed his family.
1: Okay, I I see. So this is like that. So exercise is really for the upper class (laughs) in ancient Greece.
0: We could go into that. I do have some (laughs) thoughts about that. There are some times where I'm like, I w- I'm standing in my work, you know, in my middle of workout, I'm just, like, paused, and I'm like, this is so weird. We pay f- to go come to this box and lift weights mm-hmm. and do exercises that, like, 2,000 years ago, we that would be our day, like, to get food. Yeah, we're
1: privileged now. There, Now I get to go to the refrigerator, which is another box that I pay for. <laughs> Get food. Oh, I was like, what's the refrigerator? It's to the box, the food box. Oh, yes, there's a food box, there's the gym box. Anyways, okay,
0: okay, so that I'm talking about like we were talking about ancient Greece, right? So, obviously, it's been a really long time. Kind of what happened, how has it progressed since then? So, this is probably around. The early 1900s, there was a professor, director. He was a director of physical training at Harvard Gymnasium. He kept like trying to highlight the, the correlation, the connection between manual labor and health. He kept seeing that those that were lower class that had to do manual labor tended to be healthier than the more upper class and noble families that they just kind of lounged around or they did very, like, low... Bougie activities. Low, Im- not low impact. You could say bougie, but I'm trying to think of a better, like, <laughs> scientific term. Um, Low intensity activity. Okay. Obviously, because it was kind of new at that point, people, like, knew about it. Like, oh, yeah, this is something that, like, people in ancient Greece did, but... Now we're more modern, we're more sophisticated. We don't need that. That's dangerous. So there were people who were like, no, you shouldn't be doing gymnastics and all this other stuff and like calisthenics, because it's it's a high risk to reward ratio. Like there's more risk that you're gonna get injured or stuff like that. Until Thomas L. Delorme, he created this experiment on soldiers reward- returning from World War II like these soldiers they've been through health. They, they were like, he's like now we're going experiment. No, on no. You. <laughs> no like they were there were soldiers that were recovering they had to go to rehab they had some kind of injury some kind okay. of so
1: they had like physical ailments yes it's like okay
0: so they like ailments like muscular dif- dystrophy imbalances and pain mm. at least that's what the three that he mentioned so he would have these soldiers perform three sets of ten reps, um, with progressive overload. I don't know exactly what exercises he would he was doing, but they were termed functional style, mobility, strength, and. Um,
1: so we can assume that they're like a wood chop, kind of like your everyday activity, sort of thing.
0: Yes, because he referenced older the physicians. That I'd lost their name. He referenced who? The the people that I was just talking about. Anyways, details, details. Please. This This isn't our normal monologue. I don't have every detail, every answer. This is more of, this is kind of what I've learned, and here's what you need to know. Details. I'm
1: just trying to throw you off.
0: Oh, I'm I'm like blushing right now. Like this is a. I feel like I'm being interviewed in a test.
1: <laughs> it's it's a verbal test format. <laughs> a verbal okay. Test. Okay. <laughs> okay. We got World War II. That's doing yes. functional medicine, exercise. Functional medicine. Functional yes. Functional fitness.
0: Yes, and they saw improvements. They were getting stronger. They, it was easier to do. Um, Like, day-to-day things, like, even just, like, gripping and things that, like, can you imagine, like, what they had to go through in war? Like, especially if you've been having, like, physical ailments, not just, like, talking about the mental ailments, but the physical, like, all of a sudden things that you could do before the war, Mm -hmm. now it's very challenging, even to, like, walk, like, stuff like that these soldiers were experiencing so after that experiment doing three sets of 10 they saw like amazing results and that's kind of where that like that idea of doing three sets of 10 still remains in like fitness education
1: oh okay that's kind of weird because i know you have me do (laughs) three sets of 10
0: yeah so for like at least in, the, like, personal training, certifications in school, they teach you, like, if you do, you know, one to six-ish rate reps, then it's more for strength. But just for, like, general health and wellness, a little bit of hypertrophy, strength mm-hmm. training, stick between uh, 10 and 12. That's, like, the, really the sweet spot where you kind of get a little bit of everything. And that's kind of where it comes from. That's the history of it.
1: Okay, from DeLorme. Delorme, Mr. Delorme. Okay, I have him to thank for the torturous third set.
0: <laughs> uh, all right, so then let's jump to this kind of a long history, but jumping back or jumping forward to the eighties and two thousands, major league uh, sports like the NFL, the MLB, and the NBA started to realize that. When they had injured players do functional training style workouts, they recovered a lot better, and those player players were less susceptible to like future injuries compared to their teammates that weren't participating in these types of workouts. And the public took notice, and they're like, "Wow, this is like you know amazing. Every wish should be doing this." And then companies like. And then NASM and ACE, which are two personal training right. mm-hmm. companies. So if you want to be a personal trainer, oh. you have to go to this these education companies and pay for their certification. Okay. So two of them, NASM and ACE, which are, like, top-tier certification companies, they started including functional exercises in the curriculum. Mm-hmm. And so, like, people were like, oh, okay, so if sports are doing it and these, like, educational uh, companies.
1: Then it's good for me.
0: Yeah. So other um like companies like CrossFit, they started doing corporate functional training. And the even like um okay you know that blue dome that I have you sometimes do squats on? Yes. So the creator of that comp of that product Mm -hmm. also was like finding and learning about all this stuff during that time and that's why he created the Bosu, which is now like if you think of functional training, usually that Bosu dome trainer comes to mind. You're like, oh yeah, yeah, it's like peanut butter and jelly. Oh,
1: okay, for maybe for trainers, I don't.
0: Know. Yeah, yeah, for trainers.
1: I don't know this. I see that ball and I know that I'm probably gonna fall. <laughs> that's what I know. Those are my two connections. But so even that's functional
0: mm-hmm. exercise. Yeah, because it, it helps with your stability. So if you are better at balancing, at stabilizing your ankles and your knees and your hips, mm-hmm. if you're walking in the parking lot and you trip over that little parking lot...
1: Yeah, which I do a lot.
0: <laughs> like, you have a better chance of catching your balance and instead of falling.
1: Okay, and that's just it's just because your muscles know. They're like, oh, we've been off balance like this before. But we know, like, this is how we fix it.
0: Yeah, and your body will just
1: like snap into like, oh, this is what we should do, and your body will just like take over and do it because you've been practicing doing it. Yeah. So what's the difference? Because like all this sounds like, sounds like uh, physical therapy.
0: It is very similar to physical therapy. I feel like that's the thing with with exercise and working out. You can't put things in boxes. Everything's more of a spectrum.
1: So I'm doing physical therapy. Kind of.
0: Not really you specifically. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> Not me, but like because when you said like it's helping like people recover from injuries and like sports. So that's like physical therapy work. So is that what you do mm-hmm. when you go to physical therapy? Is it, like just a bunch of functional exercises and then a massage?
0: Yeah. <laughs> also Yeah, but uh, like physical therapy, like when you go to physical therapy, usually it's like the pain or the injury. It's either very fresh and it's still like it's just reached that eight to ten weeks of uh, healing or it's something chronic and it's just really painful. So you have to do like minimal exercises, whereas functional training is like level two physical therapy, I could say. Like it's a lot more challenging. Um, You're using a lot more compound movements like squats and deadlifts, push-ups, pull-ups. Whereas physical therapy, it might just be like, you know, do a bicep, a bro. I I don't know.
1: Okay. (laughs) That makes sense. That makes sense.
0: I think if if I say, if I give some examples, like more examples, it would make more sense as what functional training looks like. Okay. So, like, for example, a push. If you, in the workout settings, Mm -hmm. a push could be a push-up, it could be a sled push, um, it could be a chest press. And that mimics pushing a stroller or, you know, shoving a box to, like, the back of a shelf.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: A pull could be either a row, it could be a bicep curl, it could be a chin-up or a pull-up um it could be some kind of like cable row with some torso rotation and that would be really helpful to like let's say you're pulling your couch because you want to move it if you're trying to get luggage out of your trunk
1: okay or if i'm falling well no if i was falling off a cliff and i wanted to pull myself up
0: yeah there you go you could could use your pull-up skills
1: just a common occurrence. <laughs> i clumsy at the side of mountains.
0: All right, so you can't be on the, on the cliff. You're like, no, 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 Catherine, no, come on, come just on. <laughs>
1: save me. Well, unless I'm doing all these, like, pull-ups or, like, you know, these pull exercises, and then maybe I'll just be like, whoa. And then I would just pull myself up and save my own life.
0: Is this, like, the, is this your debut into uh, one of those adrenaline, you know, the ones that, like, hang off? Like cranes for a photo? No. Do you know what I'm talking about? No.
1: People hang off cranes. Who's doing it for
0: a photo? People. I'll show you.
1: <laughs> I'll show you later. <laughs> I hope they're doing functional. Tra-
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then I still have a couple more. So like a squat. That would be really helpful if you're, um, you're older and you need some extra help you know, getting up off and on to the toilet. Like mm, okay. doing squats would help a lot. Um, a hinge is really useful to so like a hinge is a deadlift, a Romanian um deadlift, bobbing birds. You've done have bobbing you done bobbing birds? birds? Bobbing birds. But those bobbing would be really bird, helpful not. for picking up things off yeah. the floor. Where you're like, Oh, I dropped my water bottle, let me go What's a
1: bobbing bird
0: though.
1: You describe like Is it that bird that dips its head in the water?
0: Very similar. Yeah. You're like on one leg and uh then you gotta keep your your torso straight and you lean forward. And then you gotta balance and stay balanced as you stand up.
1: Okay, I haven't done those. (laughs) Do this next time. Okay, so that's a hinge. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Lunges are helpful for walking up the stairs, down the stairs. It works out your quads and strengthens them. Mm -hmm. Or if like like for example, like you need to step onto stage
1: Okay, that's true. They have been helpful.
0: Yeah, and so you just lift the leg and push, have the strength to push up.
1: Is that a step up too?
0: Yeah. Is that a lunge? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, technically, lunge and step up, it's a similar movement, similar works, the similar same muscles. Mm
1: -hmm. I just don't like lunges. But step ups are okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's different.
0: Um, Doing some kind of like a farmer carry. You've done mm-hmm, before, I've done so like that's like that. really helpful. If you're trying to carry, you know, like your groceries, if you're trying to carry your your baby, like in the Just what is it called? In the collar. Of their shirt. No. <laughs> What's the chair thingy? The
1: Bassinet. Carriage. Bassinet. Okay. Yeah. Carriage. I don't. know. <laughs> <Carriage>. <laughs>
0: what? I don't For know? we've moved on from the 1900s. <laughs>
1: Well, I was going to say, okay, because cause you call it a farmer carry, is that because, like, did it get its name from, like...
0: I mean, farmers, they have to, like, carry yeah. bales of hay, or we gotta carry buckets of water, or feed to the horses. So you think
1: they've always been called farmer carries? Like, when nobility, you know, I don't know, when we we're going back, and, like, were back, people are like, oh, the, the,
0: Perform
1: a farmer carry. Madam,
0: you'll be performing a, a, a farmer carry... 300 meters
1: yeah for your workout you, know, you saw her I don't know. <laughs> okay, okay.
0: <laughs> and then the last one of like the functional movement patterns is rotation so we kind of already talked about uh, like if you're getting something out of the car you kind of have to rotate it pick it up and be able to rotate back Oh, just kidding. I have more. Surprise. (laughs) All right, four more, four more. Anti-extension. So when you're carrying, like, let's say you're carrying a monitor. Mm -hmm. Like, if it's, if your arms aren't strong enough, your body's going to compensate by leaning back so that the monitor is more in your center of mass, Mm -hmm. center of gravity. So things like anti-extension can kind of help you stay in place. So... In the gym, it would look like doing kind of like heavier bicep curls, where Mm -hmm. you're forced to not only strengthen your muscles, but you can not swing back. Like I'm always telling you, no, 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 no swinging. I'm not going to count it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like that. (laughs) I didn't realize it was helping me, so I guess.
0: (laughs) So kind of a, a side tangent. So for example... When we first started training, mm-hmm. you wanted to focus your workouts so that it's easier to do your job when you're carrying stuff and yeah. setting up stages and, and everything.
1: Yeah, because I have to carry, like, sandbags, a lot of things. Yeah, it's sandbags. It's, like, speakers, monitor speakers. So they like, fairly big, they're like 40, 50 pounds, something like that. Or boxes, like crates, pushing cases, you know, There was, like, a lot of things that when I first started I couldn't do. Also, I guess I'm a good fit for this episode, too, because I did a (laughs) lot of functional exercises, actually. Because now I can carry, like, a lot of different speakers and a lot of different, like, boxes or egg crates filled with cables or whatever road cases. I can push them and everything like that. And I did notice that once we started training, it was a lot easier, especially when I go to, like, pick up a speaker because I'm lifting it off the ground. But now, like, we've done deadlifts and stuff like that, so when I go to pick them up, I'm not, like, using my back to just, like, throw it onto my chest and, like, waddle (laughs) over to where it needs to go. (laughs) Instead, I can actually, like, pick it up, lift it, and, like, carry it to where it needs to go uninjured. And at the end of the workday, you know, all the guys that are like, oh, my back's killing me, and I'm like, yeah, well... I don't know that problem. My back's not. Because <laughs> I'm not lifting things irresponsibly.
0: Mm-hmm. So, exactly. There you go. That's You are a prime example. So, like, for example, coming back to that question of why don't you just do it? Why can't doing yeah. your job just be your workout? Partly, yes, I have some speakers in my house, but Victor would kill me if I was <laughs> using them to train you. <laughs> But also, just because you're doing a certain exercise or, like, a certain movement at your job, it's not always a good idea to do that exact motion Mm -hmm. when you're working out. Because then you're only going to be good at that exact motion. Mm -hmm. Instead, it would be better to create some variety. So sometimes um, I'll have you do dumbbell lunges, It's just stationary. Sometimes I'll have you do lunges where you're walking. Mm -hmm. Other times you're doing reverse lunges. Mm -hmm. Other times I have you do it with the landmine. So everything's kind of a little bit different. The load of your, I'm loading your core a little bit different so that your body is aware like, okay, there's different directions and I need to be strong in all these different directions and motions and positions that you have the weight. Mm -hmm. It's like
1: subconscious training because I don't really know what I'm doing. I just know, like, okay, she said to do this or that, <laughs> and then I do it. But I notice, like, when I get to, like, the third rep or the third set, then I, like, usually adjust better. Hmm. Like, not necessarily that it's easier, but it's easier to do the movement because, like, understand the movement better.
0: And that's training your uh, your nerves, your ne- neurological system. So it's training your your brain doesn't understand what a squat is. It doesn't understand what a carry is. All it understands is, okay, I need to activate these muscles. Sometimes it gets it wrong. That's why some people, they lift with their back. Like, as a personal trainer, I know that it's better to lift with mainly your glutes. Obviously, your back's going to be working, but you want the glutes to help a lot. But that's not something that we learn as we're babies. It's not an instinct. And if it is, we unlearn it.
1: We (laughs) the world is trying to break our backs
0: (laughs) it's all school's fault they make us sit all day
1: instead you'd rather be standing you want to stand what would be better
0: i have different options so if you want to sit you can sit if you want to lay on the floor lay on the floor if you want to sit on the floor sit on the floor if you want to you know stand stand like, the variety is better than having to sit in a chair for eight hours.
1: I actually, when I was working at elementary school, I went into one of the classrooms once to be, like, a teacher's aide, and they all had yoga balls.
0: Oh, yeah. It was
1: really weird to me. It looks like they were having a lot of fun, but they all had yoga balls, as and they had, like, a chair. So, like, if they wanted to sit in a chair, they could sit and choose to sit in the chair, or like if they wanted to use the yoga ball, they could choose to like sit on the yoga ball, and I know it was very interesting to me, and I was like, I didn't really understand it, and I was asking because I was like, can you explain to me, and like half of the answer was like, it's just fun, you know, like, Ooh. but then the other half was like, I guess it's better for your posture, or it's better to like because they're practicing their balance too, and they were like sitting on it, so you're saying that that would be better, that's a better option for like kids, even adult choice. So you think you could have that in an office. That would be like some new age office.
0: The Open I would say the ideal office would yeah. be have a yoga ball, have a chair, have the like elevating desk so you can stand or walk.
1: Treadmill desk. Yeah. That's ideal.
0: The ideal is variety.
1: Okay. So it's just you don't want to do the same pattern all the time.
0: Yes. Because then your body gets used to that. And then if you do anything outside of that, Narrow lane. Mm -hmm. You can twinge your back. You can twinge something else.
1: So, and so, every day... Like, when I would go into work, I should try and do, like, something different. Mm. Like, I could stand instead of sit.
0: Oh, yeah. I thought you were talking about, like, how to carry things. I mean, it would be a good idea to... If you normally carry things with your right hand, mm-hmm. try carrying things with your left hand. Even if it's like you don't get all the way, you only get like a quarter or halfway, mm-hmm. you're training that left side to, to keep up with the right versus always favoring the right and then all your left side's like super weak.
1: Yeah, I don't like. That. <laughs> I don't like these. That's that. Okay.
0: Because maybe this is me being morbid. Okay. But a long time ago, (laughs) a long time ago, I started training my left hand to do things like hold a fork or like. um, Because you're afraid of losing your right arm. I mean, I have no idea. What if I lose my right arm? Yeah. I'll be prepared. But (laughs) (laughs) later on, I realized that that's actually a good idea because of. Like the basics of functional training is you want to be in balance. You want to be able to have, like, make life easier to move around and do things in life.
1: And so, if I could pick up, if I could easily just like,
0: yeah, like, pick up stuff for example, with my left
1: hand instead of always like, oh, I have to, have to make a full turn. Exactly,
0: make you your life everything. easy. Wait, so you have like your right hand is full of groceries? Like, yeah, yeah I can just you know grab
1: the baby. I don't know. We're using babies (laughs) on There might be a baby. I
0: wanna I'm gonna gonna grab my phone with my left hand now.
1: Okay. I don't know if I have the I think that's like a big mental change to be like, oh left hand. It is because like then you're also training your brain because my brain is like like it's subconscious. Like I'm not thinking about I'm like, Oh, pick that up and it's always my right hand because that's like my brain's like, Yeah, that one can do it. Doesn't know about the left hand.
0: Mm-hmm. And, for example, in your day-to-day, like, yeah, you could do small things like picking up, you know, a stack of papers with your left hand, grabbing your fork with your left hand. But in the gym, you could do things where you're doing single arm. So, single arm bicep curls, single arm rows. I mean, you can try to do single arm push-ups if you i I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not there yet.
1: I'm not there yet. I am not there I don't think I can do a push-up on the floor. <laughs>
0: And this is this is kind of the what I had was a little afraid about this episode, is that functional training because it's it's very visual, like it's easier to understand if I show you, but I don't have that ability in a podcast. So I will be posting some stuff on my Instagram, like different functional types of exercises that are considered functional training, um, and because there's a lot. There's so many variety of squats and lunges and, and rotations and front squats and slams and
1: this is stuff that you get excited about. I get very excited. Cause you're like talking and like, to me, I guess that's like, there's so many different kinds of microphones. Yeah. This is like your like, Oh my gosh, you could do a squat that way. (laughs) Wow.
0: (laughs) Exactly. And, and so then it's like, what is the alternative if everything kind of falls under the umbrella of functional training? Like what else styles of working out are there? And so um, there's stuff like powerlifting and weightlifting where those that style of training, it's very technical. Mm. So you're doing the same, like you're doing bench press, squats, deadlifts, cleans, clean and jerks. Um, what's the other one? missing one. I don't know. Describe Who it knows? to me. I'll know. A snatch. Snatch. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. So, like, those, they're very technical because, A, if you want to go heavier, you have to be able to move the bar close to you, keep your center of mass, mm-hmm. and have really good stability in your shoulders and your core. Whereas for functional training, it's more about, moving in different directions and it's it's less technical more about training your your nerves i feel like Mm -hmm. and then other stuff like there's more cardio style strength training where it's like um like hit style workouts interval trainings where the the focus is more on keeping your heart rate up Mm -hmm. and what else is there there's other stuff like just regular bodybuilding where the the yeah. purpose is just to get your muscles as big as they can.
1: Uh, huh and that doesn't really matter. Like they're not taking into consideration a functional. So functional training is better for like your everyday kind of purposes. Yeah. Like your everyday man or woman.
0: Yeah. Your like for example, be. like brand new clients that come to me, mm-hmm. like I'll they'll usually be weight loss clients and so I'll always ask them, like, oh, do you ever have problems, like, uh, squatting or lifting something up? And then, or, like, if I see that they're, like, hunched over because they work on a computer all day, mm-hmm. like, I'll incorporate these functional exercises, but to them it's just a workout.
1: Oh, so you're tricking them. Obviously, kind of, yeah. yeah. And then, like, and then they notice. But,
0: on the, yeah, on the bright side is that they always end up noticing and they're like, oh, wow, like my posture is getting better, I feel better. So then there's that first buy-in to creating a workout routine. Cuz that's the thing at least for personal trainers is we can tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. But if you don't actually do it or stay consistent with it, yeah. you're not going to reach your goals. So my job is to get you to buy into working out, to get, you know buy into the benefits of exercise. And the easiest one, the first one that you can that people reach is feeling better in their posture, feeling that small, like, burst, like, that energy, the endorphins, like, oh, yeah, I have more energy in my day, and I'm sleeping better, and I feel a little bit less stressed out. And so that you have that first buy-in of, like, oh, this thing is, like, it's pretty good. It's hard, but, like, it's worth it.
1: It seems like a hard sell. (laughs) Depending
0: on the person. True. I think I do a good job at it.
1: You do because now I can do my job. <laughs> it's like I'm fairly competent in doing my job. Like all the technical stuff I could do, but now I'm actually useful. Like in setting up the stage, which is also my favorite part of the job. Actually, now is like oh, moving the stuff to where it needs to go and like all that. So you helped me. This is a testimonial.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is this whole episode is actually a client a client feedback. Session.
1: But yeah, no. I guess I could see that. I didn't really realize there's this type of exercise that, and that this is like what you train in. Is that like your specific? Is this like your thing? You it like is a functional exercise.
0: Yeah. Coach. Yeah, yeah. I could say that because I, I while I know how to do like snatches and cleans Mm -hmm. i'm not an expert at it it's it hasn't been my like whatchamacallit
1: your bread and butter
0: yeah like i find it interesting but Mm. i'm not obsessed over it like i am with functional training like i'm like oh my gosh if you do this then then this becomes easier or you could change you know this variable in the exercise and it makes it harder
1: yeah, you seem to like that one. Yeah, like, like how, gonna make it harder?
0: Yeah, how many times are I'm like, oh, okay, like you're feeling it. Okay, now you know, tuck your elbows in, or like, or now. Yeah, it'll
1: be like the smallest change, and all of a sudden it's like way harder, and I am like, like and I can actually feel like, oh, it's that muscle. Like yeah. I can feel it working.
0: <laughs> For the listeners, Catherine's doing some air pushups.
1: Just, yeah. Okay. That's very interesting. And they all came from the Greeks.
0: The farmers.
1: The farmers.
0: The farmers. So once Did again. Chopping the wood. The, and the backbone of America. Of, of society. <laughs> Brought to you by ancient Greece farmers. Well, I mean, ancient... Um, oh, shoot. What was the first civilization called?
1: Some Sum- Sumer- somewhere.
0: Back with the, the, the rivers, the S- two rivers. The
1: Sumer- Sumerians. Mesopotamia.
0: <laughs> yes. That's right. Meso- I think so. Meso- Mesopotamians. So, if you want to live a healthier, longer life and you want to be able to do your day to day activities like chores and climbing upstairs, add in some functional training to your workouts. That's your manifest challenge.
1: Well, what's, like, how do I, do I look them up?
0: <laughs> yeah, you could just Google them. If not, like, the, there's, like, three super easy ones. Um, do sit to stands. All that means is you sit down on a chair and stand up. If that becomes a little bit, like, easy, then instead of fully sitting down on the chair, just as soon as you tap, like, your butt hits the chair, you stand up. So that's one. Sit okay. to stands. Second one, I would say, would be step-ups. So go fast on the way up, slow on the way down. Fast on the way up, slow on the way down. That would be for legs. Um, for core, I would do a farmer carry with just one dumbbell or kettlebell. So you're working on your grip strength, you're working on your core strength, but also your stability because you can't let the dumbbell, like, pull you down and you're leaning you gotta be upright i would say that and the third well no fourth the fourth one Mm -hmm. i'm gonna add one then the fourth one i would say some kind of overhead movement so if you if your shoulders are okay with it just do like a regular shoulder press if that if you hear like a lot of crunching and, and clicking or like it just hurts or like your arms are really far forward and not by your ears then change it to a Y-T-W-L. So it's almost like like the song, the Y-M-C-A. Song. (laughs) Y-T-W-L. Yeah. So, uh, and I'll make a video on this too. Um, But arms straight by your your thighs. Keeping the arms straight, you're going to bring your hand overhead. Y. Yeah, there's your Y. And then T, arms straight by your shoulder, It's almost like you're, like flinging the arms, like you're about to give a hug, or like your you hands are wet. the T? Yeah, your hands are wet. No, your hands are wet. So you <laughs> wave do them you around. You're this giant motion <laughs> to dry your hands. Okay, fine. Your, In the arm- you're your armpits. Your armpits are wanna,
1: wet. You want to smack two people <laughs> that are standing next to you on your left and right. Pow. <laughs> okay, that's a T.
0: Yes, and just those two. <laughs> Y and T. Make it easy.
1: Okay. That's a manifest challenge. That's
0: your manifest challenge. If you you didn't understand my beautiful description, just Google it.
1: Yeah, you can make a video.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, don't Google it. Go to my Instagram, Fitness Manifest. All right. Any other last questions before we wrap this up? I don't think so.
1: I think that was good.
0: All right. Um... Let me know on Instagram if you like this format, and we'll do it again. (laughs) Sure. All right, that's it.
1: I can know nothing again about fitness (laughs) for the next episode. Yeah.
0: I'm sure I can find something that I haven't talked to you about yet.
1: There's probably a lot of things that you
0: haven't talked to me about yet.
1: In general, fitness. Oh. Pre and post. Yes, pre and postnatal stuff.
0: Because that's what I've been. I'm learning right now and reading, and I'm like, oh.
1: I would like to know about that.
0: That's right. Catherine said that she was going to be my... I would
1: be dedicated. My kidney pig. I would get pregnant for the sake of you training somebody. <laughs> you, like, pre, pre, pre right now. Mm. And then once I have the baby, post.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I would do it. That's how much I care Number one dedicated training.
0: client. <laughs> okay. I'm glad I could be here. Thank you so much, Catherine. If you, you. Uh, anybody that you know needs some sound production or event management, you can find her. I don't. I don't know where you can, can find you just her. Say my name three times that I'm here. <laughs> there you go. All right. Or just DM me. I'll give you. I'll give you her email, email and stuff like that. All right. Well, let's that's it. We'll call it a wrap. This is uh, my name is Coach Teresa. You're just finished listening to the Fitness Manifest Podcast. And until next time, bye what to do, let's what to do. Side effects might include motivation, empowerment, giggles, enlightenment, inspiration,